Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening, and God bless each and every one this uh, evening, this rainy evening here in Baton Rouge. God bless each and every one of you guys. Uh, we it come today, and as we start off, uh, I must also ask that you pray, pray for those uh, in Ukraine as they're being bombarded uh, by Russia. And it's it's a shame that the children and 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 unborn babies are dying over land. Russia wants uh, to re-annex uh, Ukraine into Russia, but the Ukrainian people are fighting for their independence. And don't get me wrong about what I'm about to say in this statement of thinking that it's okay for what Russia is doing. But I'm reflecting on what happened to those who came from Haiti and those who came from other places, mainly Haiti, how they were turned around, but now the gates are open because they're from a European nation, a country. And I think that, that that we should really, really check ourselves and find out exactly what's going on with us. I see that this, I call it atrocity, what, what Russia is doing is so wrong, but at the same time, America and Europe does not treat everyone the same. We've seen the people of Haiti being shut out of everything. They were not allowed like others to to just wait at the border and file to come into America. They were sent back and sent to other countries that they did not live. The majority were not sent back to Haiti. They sent them to other countries in essence, find your way back. And so I'm hurt the way that the Haitians and people of color are being treated and then people of European descent. It's a whole different thing, but now I'm reminded also of the fact ever so often what occurred by different news commentators from different nations, what they made statements that were so racist. Uh, they made statements that we're making well aware 
that racism is all over the globe, that it's innate and it is innate in Europeans and others. Now, don't get me wrong again. I I don't want to bundle everybody in the same bundle and say all Europeans or Caucasians are racist. But the, the, the one commentator from a country made the statement that they should be, this at the, at the beginning, they should be helping the Ukrainians because they look like them. And I'm going like, wait a minute, you're saying that they are white. The next one said, the next one, there was three. The next one said that the people were civilized people. In other words, they were calling us some other nation, and you you, you can read between the lines talking about Africa. And Africa is a really a civilized uh, a nation or country. But they said civilized, uh, they're civilized people. Uh, and to, to, to show you what I mean about what, they, what they're doing is on television, they don't show the large cities in Africa. They only show you uh, some villages, uh, uh, people living in the bush. And that's what they're trying to use that as being uncivilized. But I beg to differ what being civilized means. If Russia is civilized, if different countries, even this country we live in, is civilized, we wouldn't have bombed Iran and killed, I mean, Iraq and killed all those people over there saying they had weapons of mass destruction. That's uncivilized when millions of people almost died. And the things that's going to atrocity is going on now, that's uncivilized. So it's not that people look like you are from Europe like you that make you civilized. Not a civilized person will not come to a country that was dead with the Native Americans and kill take their land. Not a civilized country would go and kidnap people and work them for four, over 400 years to build the most powerful nation in the world and never paid reparations. That's savages. That's not a civilized nation. And then the other one that I said, this is not a third world country. They're not civilized people. They look like these, this three different ones. This is what they were saying on television until they were put in check by the United States and, uh, the United Kingdom, and, and, and the only reason they did that that echoed so badly around the world what was being said over in that area, but that just tells you the character and the mentality of the people that Africans and African-American people who are of color are dealing with in this social advent of the world today. It behooves me to say that we're not well-read people. We don't study, and we don't, we don't know uh, what's going on. You know, they say if you don't learn about yourself, you die, or you're doomed to repeat it. Because I, I see things that's occurring right now that uh, I'm a product. I was born in the 50s, and I see things that, going on now that's in the early 60s, the late 50s, early 60s, as far as I can remember, there's not much different. There's not much different. And so 
it's, it's very appalling that this is going on and our kids are out there killing one another and things are reverting. I was at a doctor's appointment today and I saw a young man on the elevator with me and he had a Malcolm X t-shirt on and I asked him, did he know who was Malcolm X? And he said he was doing some research and uh, a lot of people today that's not African-American don't like him, say he was violent. But if you're spitting in my face and I fight you, you're going to call me violent for fighting you. If my people are being hold down and bitten by dogs and thrown in jail for just wanting the right to vote, but if we fight back, then we savages and we are in the wrong. But no, if the establishment is in the wrong for mistreating human beings, but 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 that is the culture that we're living in today, all around this the 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 globe today. When you're going into Europe and other places, this is what it is. It's, they really think that everything is almost Aryan. It's almost like what Hitler uh, doing with about an Aryan race, and and that's what America has come to today. But I, before I was dead, but I was talking about the Ukraine, and it, 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 it's unsettling to see just about the people in the Ukraine, how they're dying. And like I say, I, I really, really sympathize with them, and I even empathize because I've seen so many of our kids shut down or being shut down by the police, being shot by the police and dying, and nothing is ever done about it. And America seemed to want to send billions and billions of dollars over, but can never pay reparation to those who build a country. We could send billions and billions of dollars of weapons, but yet we could watch in Africa genocide occur. People are dying through uh, different wars and things, but no one ever, ever, ever worried about Africa. And we, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll start talking in a few about Africa because not much is written. The truth is not written because if the truth be told, you're looking at a albino mutation of a people that came from Africa. Everyone through DNA sequence came from Africa. And this is not by uh, a black uh, uh, African uh, uh, others who are writing books, but by even your anthropologists, paleontologists, and others are, are telling you these things, geneticists. When they do the DNA, they find out that everybody came from Africa. So 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 why do you hate me and you just an offspring of me? That that that's something to say when you speak to one uh, uh, a European or whatever. Just let them know you understand that they are an offspring of you and that they are no more intelligent than you. I've. Uh, like I said, I, I, I've been keeping up with the thing going on in Ukraine because I hate to see anyone die. I'm a Christian, and I believe in one true and living God. I truly believe that, and I believe that 
in this society what's going on today, how blacks are hated, how right now um, the population is shifting from Caucasian or, 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 or Europeans in America to people, not black, but people of color. I'm talking about Hispanic, Hispanic, uh, African-Americans, Asians, and other people of color. And now it's an all-out thing for to draw lines and to gerrymander and to block different ethnic groups from voting because I want to keep uh, keep power in America and no one could run America better than uh, a Caucasian or a white person, and that's a lie. President Obama made a lie out of everybody. Well, with everyone that, well, not every, everybody, but everyone who had that mentality, one of the most intelligent, ingenuous presidents of all time, he and his wife were the, were some of the two are the most educated president and first lady that, that came to the White House. Very high IQ, graduate from some of the most prestigious universities in the country, and no scandals, no infidelities. But not much is said about them. If you would listen at some whites on on, on Facebook and other Instagram, other things, if they talk about President Obama, they would talk of you would think that he was a dummy and a savage. But in reality, President Donald Trump was maybe the dumbest, and next to him was President Bush. And I'm just saying these things before we go on into our, our history talk because it's important that we realize this about the history talk and where we come from and learn uh, that white folk came from us. We didn't come from them. And their own scientists, like I said, uh, anthropologists and and others have written about it. I'll read for you a snippet of something that I was reading. And, And it says, Tracing the human past in Africa, beginning 300,000 years ago, people in Africa who looked like us, the earliest anatomical modern humans, also started behaving in ways that seemed to be human. They had many kinds of stone tools beginning transporting raw material up to 250 miles. They were trading, like through trade networks by 140,000 to 120,000 years ago, people made clothing from animal skin and began to decorate themselves with pierced uh, marine shells. While early innovations appeared in patchwork fashions and more widespread shifts happening around 50,000 years ago, around the same time, people started moving from Africa to distant places like Australia. And we know about the Aboriginal people. New types of stones and bones became commonplace with people began fashioning and exchanging ostrich shell beads. And while most rock work in Africa is undated and badly weathered, an increasing archive of pigments of uh, architectural Sites hints to the 
exposition of the art. What caused this shift, known as the later Stone Age transition, was has been a long-standing archaeological mystery. While why would certain tools and behavior, which up until a print had appeared in piecemeal ways across Africa, suddenly become widespread? Did it have something to do with the exchange in the number of people or how they interacted? Archaeologists reconstructed human behavior in the past, mainly through things people left behind. Remains their meals, their tools, their ornaments, and things, even their bodies. These records many accumulate over thousands of years, creating view of daily livelihood that really average over long periods of time. However, it's hard to study ancient demographics of how people population change in archaeological records. This is this is where DNA comes in. And this is very important. Uh, when combined with evidence from archaeologists, linguistics and oral written history Scientists can piece together how people move and interacted based on which group shares genetic similarities. Now, we come in here to show you that everyone share African genetics. No matter what continent you live on, you originated from Africa. But DNA from living, from living people can tell the whole story. African population have been transformed over the past 5,000 years by the spread of herding and farmers, the development of cities, ancient pandemics, and a ravage of colonialism and slavery. These processes caused some lineages to vanish and brought others together, forming new populations using present-day DNA to reconstruct ancient genetic landscape. It's like reading a letter that was left in the rain. Now they say, unfortunately, DNA from Africa is particularly hard to over to re, uh, discover, recover because they talk about the humidity of it. But now, when they start breaking these different ceilings about it, they found out because each person carried genetic uh, legacies inherited by generations of their ancestors. And our team would just say they were able to use DNA from individuals who lived between 18,000 to 400 years ago to explore how people interacted as far back as 80,000 to 50,000 years. This allowed them for the first time to test whether demographic change played a role in the later Stone Age. Now, listen to what they're about to say. Their team sequenced DNA from six individuals buried in what are now called Tanzania, around the Odeve Gardens, Maui, Africa, and Zimbabwe. We compared these sequences to previous studies of DNA from 28 individuals buried in sites stretching from Cameroon to Ethiopia and to South Africa. We also generated new improved DNA data for 15 of these people trying to exact extract as much information as possible from the small handful of ancient African individuals whose DNA is preserved well enough. 
This created the the largest genetic data set. So far, the study of populated history of ancient Africa foraging people who hunted, gathered, or fished. We use, they used this to find out about the DNA. Now, after finding all these things out and they begin to look at it, they say despite separated by thousands of miles and years, all ancient individuals in the study were descended from the same population related to ancient and present-day Eastern, Southern, and Central Africa, everybody. The presence of Eastern Africa ancestry as put as Zimbabwe, Southern Africa ancestry as put as Kenya indicate that the people were moving long distance thousands of years ago. We, When we look at it, I always start off the program by telling you about Lucy. I just wanted to give you another look at what's been written. Now, they, when they, they were looking and they found where Lucy would be classified as Australopithecus. Now, they found this Afro-Rensic uh, fossil skeletal uh, parts were found in Ethiopia in 1974. Not simply because of her upending of her uh, of the understanding of this process of evolution because they thought that she was uh was a homo habibulus, uh a one, you know, that transition was just in making that transition from a ape to a human because of her height. She was no more than about three foot tall. But also because she be- became a household name too was because in nineteen seventy four uh when Don Johansson and Tom Gray uh, found the skeletal remains as they were paleontologists looking for rocks, uh, and they dated it back her back to 3.2 million years ago, and she was found in in southern parts of Ethiopia. And if you ever pay close attention and do your study on anthropology, the study of man. They find they they're not going to go to any place in Europe and China or South America. America, they're going to go always go to Africa because all these great so-called white scientists, anthropologists, and gender geneticists they they know where life started. They know that they came from an African. Everyone came from a dark-skinned African. Now, that was also another group of, of uh, Caucasians who did their research and study uh, from Great Britain. His name, and he and his wife were a, a, a team. His name was Louis, Louis Leakey. His wife was Mary Douglas Leakey. And uh, in, uh, around February the 6th, and, uh, he was born in 1913. But uh, he found a fossil, a pro skull. And this is a little bit different from uh, right before the time of Lucy. They call a council pro skull, and it says in the 
instinct, which is now believed to be the ancestor of humans, and she also discovered this is Mary Douglas Leakey, a robust Zenzatropus skull in the O.D. God. Now, Zenzatropus means simply deals with East Africa, around Tanzania, you know, Kenya, and all in those areas. That's what that dealt with the eastern parts of, of Africa, Africa, and this is where they found her. Now, this is talking about it. several uh, archaeological and anthropological uh, fossils of, uh, and different things were found of apes and humans, and they were excavated from the Old Gorge, and that's around Tanzania. Now, they found humans that would date back to 2.16 million years. Now, I want you to understand that all of this was found in Africa. All of this was found in Africa, and they go back millions of years that they found people that they excavated in Africa. And now, I want you to understand that out of Africa did not come about until about the first ex- ex- they left Africa, they say it was somewhere around uh, 70 to for about 70,000 years ago. Now, that's when they went into what now they present day they call Eurasia, Asia, you know, around uh, Saudi Arabia and, and, and the Holy Land and Iraq and, uh, and those areas there, uh, Syria, Lebanon. And they, they call it Eurasia. And uh, they, they went over there, but uh, that's when they moved out. But anyway, they, that's when they moved, that started moving out of Africa. But now the another thing that they came up is with DNA. And this is very important for us to, I, I, I've always tell people when I'm teaching, or even when I'm teaching in seminary, to take notes. Because it's very important that we take notes, that we can understand and we could go back and read and we could go back and do our own research. Now, it's important that we understand that since DNA is so uh, prevalent today and DNA could tell you so much about things that's going to exist today, that it's imperative that we learn. Now, if we would trace back the DNA in the uh, metrical uh, inheritance, uh, the mitochondrial DNA, which we get from our matriarchal family, you know, the female lineage. The uh, mitochondrial DNA within ourselves, all humans have the theoretical common ancestor. We have, theoretically, we have the same great, 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 great. If you take all the greats back to a thousand millions of years ago, hundreds of thousands, we came from the same person. Theoretically, the same common ancestor. This woman's name uh, was known as Mitochondria Eve. Now, this believe she lived between 100 to 200,000 years ago in South Africa. And that's sub-Saharan Africa. She was not the first human, but every other human lineage eventually had no female offspring. Failing to pass on the mitochondrial DNA as a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her. 
And that's just simply saying everyone living today can say she is their great-grandmother, and she's African. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans since her time. In the past 200,000 years, everybody carried her DNA trace. Different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically forming distinct ethnic groups that we think today. But we're all, no matter if you live in China, India, no matter if you live in Russia, Great Britain, or the Americas, South America, the Pacific Islanders, uh, uh, no matter where you live, you carry her DNA, and her, her DNA is in you. And uh, so when you look back uh, to those who are in Europe, you came from Africa. You are a mutation of the people, of those beautiful black people in Africa who have been downrated and lied on and mistreated and abused, but you're looking at your ancestors who you now are berating. Now, 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 that was a man who died about 315 years before the birth of Christ. He died in South Africa. They were able to recover his remains. And they found out that this man is the closest relative yet known to humanity to the female ancestry of mitochondria Eve. They know that this person living on the coast in southern Africa was a fisherman, but he was the closest genetic match to Eve. Now, if you want to look this up, they found around St. Helen Bay in South Africa, and, and the skeletal remains were found by archaeologists, and his name is Andrew Smith, and he was at the University of Cape Town. Now, you know, we talk about uh, he wasn't the first ancient human from the sub-Saharan Africa, the cradle of humanity, to have the DNA sequencing. They've been they've been doing these things by sequencing DNA since it came about. The DNA sequences, you know, sequences, and things that could tell where you come from and. Uh, even today, I was just, when I was reading to you something, new information that I was studying, it was talking about the uh, the sequencing and how they could tell what different areas of person drifted from and how people were related and how when people were traveling uh, 200, well, this is millions of years, over a million years ago, they were able to travel 200 miles and different things hundreds of thousands of years ago, they were trading. And they even intermarried because you could find the DNA that matched. Like today, when I did my Ancestry.com, I found out that I was about 26 or 28% Yoruba. I was about 24% Nigerian. I was about 11 or 12 percent Benin and and about 11 percent Ghanaian and uh, uh, then they had uh, from that Ivory Coast around Senegal and Mali 
All this um, with certainly a small percentage of uh, Western European, meaning Caucasian blood in me. I, I had so many percentage of that Germanic blood in me, Native American, and this was through the sequencing, finding out they were matching people that had that I have that carried some of their DNA, and it was even Native Americans, and we know how that come about. Where well, it came about, Germanic, the German. It, it talks. It talked about the Irish. And, and they talked about the Great Britain that that they call Western, Northwestern Europe, Europe, and all of these things are, are part of my uh, sequence. And, and 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 just looking back over things, uh, I understand where all this came from. Uh, the European part comes from the transatlantic slave trade. The different parts of uh, of Africa, Africa was bro- broken down into. To uh, it, it started in the eighteen, I think, it was eighteen eighty, eighteen eighty five, uh, uh, but around the Berlin Conference, where they divided Africa into colonial places for Europe. And you know, Nigeria, where Nigeria is, you could call that Benin, you could call it Europe. All that's about the same. It was the same area, but they broke it down into different countries. I think it's 54 different countries in Africa. Africa is a continent, not a country. Okay, if we say we come from uh, Africa, Africa is a continent with about 54 different countries within it. In America, we it's it, America continent has all 50, all 50, not, well, not everyone is not in the continental United States, like uh, Alaska and Hawaii is not in the continental United States. But those, we are, every state is part of the history, you make up the United States. But in Africa, if you say you're from Uganda, uh, you're an independent state. If you say you're from uh, Egypt, you're independent, Morocco. Mali, Benin, Yoruba, Nigeria. You understand what I'm trying to say? If you go into South Africa and uh, Zimbabwe, Rhodesia, and uh, Angola, Mali, Ghana, all these different different nations in there, but uh, none, none less to say that we're, we we can tell this uh, just about how this goes. Excuse me. We could tell about where we come from, our bias that take the DNA. And DNA is very prevalent. And I know that white uh, or Caucasians don't like to admit that if they ever take a DNA test, they're going to find out that they do have, they, they are a mutation of us now. Uh, but getting to the mutation part, you would take somebody that has to deal with genetics, and that person was called the father of genetics was Gregor Mendel. And Gregor Mendel uh, just talks about in genetics how uh, we inherit, we have our genetic inheritance involved the passing on of discrete units of inheritance of genomes from parent to offspring. 
And so we, we, we inherited different genomes from our great-grandparents, our mother, fathers, and our grandparents. It's passed down. Some things, the reason why you look, the texture of your hair, the color of your skin, and many other things are passed down through your genes. Now, we know that out of Africa occurred about 70,000 years where this first went to Euro, to Eurasia, or what they call Europe, we call it the Middle East, and uh, China and Australia and other places. Then later on, it wasn't but about 40,000 years, it went up into uh, what we call Europe today. And so they, when they went up in Europe today, you'll find out that the climate is, is, is really different from the climate in Africa. You're looking at a continent that, that's right around where the man originally came from. They came from near the equator where it's very, very hot. And if you ever notice that a person could go in the sunlight and they get a suntan, they get dark, those who live around the equator, and that's why so many African-Americans are dark, and some are a little lighter. So according to where you live, the closer you live around the equator, a whole lot of times more darker, darker you're going to be. And some people are not as quite as dark, but they are people of melanin. If you would please sometimes take a globe that showed the exact location that have your longitude and your latitudes. Dealing with latitude mean laying mean like looking at the horizon. Longitude mean up and down, but look at the latitude that it's on and you will find out that Europe is on a latitude with Canada and above. And that means it's very frigid. That means they cannot grow different fruits and vegetables. That's why they go into all these other countries trying to conquer them because uh, uh, Dr. Hendrick Clark said that Europe was no more than a thawed-out icebox. And and when people left out of Africa and went up there where it was cold and everything, they didn't need that, that, that melanin to protect them. Their hair grew long and straight because if you ever notice, animals shed hair and get long, thick hair, longer hair, go longer when they're in cold weather. The animal coat changes get longer and thicker and straighter in cold weather. Their noses didn't have to be wide because the humidity wasn't as bad. That, and, and living in Africa where it's hot at, your hair, your texture was bad. You were getting more DNA. You know, you know, you were getting the more vitamin D, and those who live further up don't have the vitamin D. That's why they ask to take things. But if you do, and you just look at the geographical location of uh, of Europe, and you notice that they went through what you call a mutation. Now, Gregoire Mendel, uh, being the father of genetics and the study in about the genome. He tried to, he, what he did, Mendel had three laws, the law of independent assortment, the law of uh, dominance, and the law of segregation. The people who are dominating in certain areas, the genomes were going to be passed on. 
Independent of Sharma I mean if you exhort things that uh, when people are the same, they're going to end up looking the same. If you ever notice, like, the people in China, the people in China, there's about the Chinese, they, they look mostly just like Japanese because they go to these different small, these continents, and they're Dutch, the only people that's there, and they interbreed with one another, and they pass on these discreet genes, and they look much alike. And I just say the law of segregation. You know what segregate, integrate means to come together, segregate means to stay apart. Long as different ones are apart and that they're, they're looking at it, they're segregated, they're going to be to that. But now, this is something that Gregoire Mendel came up with, and this is something that Caucasian would never tell you. In genetics, they know they came. How do they know they came from you? The top geneticists found out that black or brown skin come from dominant genes, meaning the original genes. Brown eyes came from, it's called dominant, come from the original man. Light skin or, or well, pale skin, which uh, which is Caucasian, they're not white because no, they're not, you can take a white sheet of paper and see they're not white, but they're, I say, flesh color, they don't really have a color. Light skin come from a recessive gene. Now, if you look up the term with, uh, Gregoire Mendel used for dark-skinned people and, 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 and dark brown eyes. He says dominant gene. The word dominant means superior. And uh, light skin, they come from recessive gene. Blue eyes come from a recessive gene. That's why you don't see that many blue-eyed people in the world today. A very few people have blue eyes because it comes from a recessive gene. Now, Recessive means lower. If you say that I was walking in, I was walking across some land, and I came to this recess in there, and there they had water. They said that this little drop off, and that was a drop off of uh, uh, because they uh, have recessive genes from us. Now, and we would go further than that, and now uh, this is things that you can look up. And that'll tell you that they came from you. And I want to tell you how I know. Okay, let us take a look at this. The darkest people in the world you can find around the Sudan, but not all the people of the Sudan. There are different villages of people in the Sudan are the darkest people in the world. I mean, they are black. Uh, most of the people in, in America today are uh, brown, dark brown, uh, caramel color, some even look Caucasian. But there are people in the Sudan that's actually black. And now uh, they carry some very dominant genes. That's around the area where people uh, originated from. Now, listen at what I'm about to tell you closely. You could take two of those darkest people and, and, and make them together. And they could come out with a albino child, meaning the child will look white. But you can't take two whites and come out with a black child. See, you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive. You could get two black people could make a, a, a white baby, but you can't get two whites to make a black baby because. You could get the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant 
from the recessor. That's like Jeffrey Bodine, not from not Econod. Two whites cannot make the original human being because they're not of that original human being. They don't have those fate, you know, features of that human being. So when you look at that, we need to, to, to study it. It's in your genetics. And these are the ones that I'm quoting, Gregoire Mendel, if I do Professor Leakley, if I do Don Johansson, all these are Caucasians that, that wrote about these things. There's so much that could be told, you know, about even about education and other things that you've been lied to and even and even Caucasian books will come back and repeat everything they say. But we are people that do not like to read. Now I want you to, to go a little bit further with this to show you just the things that happen and that we're not aware of. They have things that you could go to YouTube and look up called the Hidden DNA Discovery, only found in black African people. And uh, you, when you look at it and you find out this happens, it's called the World DNA Strain. And this scientist that came together is the American Association for the Advancement of Science by DNA Seriously. And you can look this up. Dr. Edwin Robin wrote about it because these 15 white scientists came together and did a DNA series. Now, I just finished talking about the different sequences, telling what area you came from and what tribes and different things, but the series would deal with intelligence levels of individuals. And these 15 uh, white scientists did a series, broke down the DNA series. And when they broke down the series, this is what they call it. See, whites have a different DNA series from, from blacks. See, when you measure the DNA, it can be measured in sequence. And like I told you, it told me that I was from my, my bloodline was you. Most of it was Yoruba, and the next was Ghana, and Benai, and uh, Togo, and, uh, and Ghana, and these other places that were in there. Uh, and it could only tell you where people have taken a different DNA test. But uh, that's your sequence, tell you where, where all you might be mixed with. But the series uh, term is a measure of intelligence. And the sequencing that they did was to measure the intelligence uh, of who would have a greater possibility of being a genius. And now the, the name of it, of the, this test that they run, is called a Global Patterns of Disequilibrium. Now, remember, there's 15 white scientists who wrote this, they didn't publish in a book because it did not come out and meet what they were being, they were teaching or had been taught. So they didn't write it, but it is copyrighted. It's under the global patterns of disequilibrium. And what they did, uh, they know we came, they said that I not know because I don't believe we came from a chimp family at all. I don't believe that man uh, evolved from an ape. I believe that man was created by God and God 
alone and that we did not come from an ape. Now, within this series that, that, that they're, they're talking about, they tested the DNA series of a orangutan. That orangutan had three series. Then they went on to test the series, the DNA series of a gorilla. That gorilla had four series. They went even further and test a chimpanzee, which they say is the closest relative to humankind. And that chimpanzee, who they say closer to, uh, related to the humans today, had five series, had more series, was higher than the gorilla or the orangutan. And then they went and they test the Europeans, the Chinese, you know, white or white, the white, uh, Japan, and all these other continents. And they were above all the animals. They were six series. But they didn't test African. I guess they thought that Africans would be along the chimpanzee line of intelligence. Now, remember I told you the higher your your series is, the more intelligent and the more likely are the possibility of you being a genius is. When they tested people from West Africa, and now let me say this, most of the people, the African-Americans that, Parents came, or great-grandparents came, or slaves came from West Africa. When they tested them, they showed up with nine series, three series above any Caucasian, any person from Asia, Asian, anything, that you are smarter than any one of those. And, again, it's called the global pattern of disequilibrium. Now, and to prove that, that that is a proven fact that how you are all the suffering and the inhumane treatment that we went through for hundreds and hundreds of years, and even with the systemic racism that's so prevalent and that's innate in the country today, that's built in the fabric of America and the European countries and many other places, uh, this innate, this inherited uh, racist prejudice, bigotry, still prevail, and lies still prevail. Now, when you go around and think about different things that's going on today and how you want to relate about how intelligent black folk are, now, you've been told that you're a dummy and you're taught in school from first through 12th grade that you didn't do anything. So you're taught to have low self-esteem. You're taught that you're dumb. You're taught that, I mean, this is brainwashing right in America. When you don't put blacks as being part of anything other than slavery. That's why I don't go back to slavery. I go way back before slavery because America only write what they want you to write because they want you to think that you're less than those. The Bible says, so as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so with that, that seed of, of ignorance, that seed that we're dummy have been planted, but there's something they call a curse breaker, when you accept Christ and you start speaking 
you start speaking truth to power, things start getting real. Now, if you want to want me to show you about this global pattern of disequilibrium, these same people that were slaves, beat, rape, lynch, burn, children sold from under, is the ones that are responsible for the, for us today having fiber optic cable wiring. The same person that we get the global positioning system from the GPS that you have on your phone, in your automobile, fiber optic wiring where you have your computers and all this past 5G stuff. This came from two black, this is a black female. I'm fair, did the fiber optic wire. The GPS system came from a black female. The cell phone came from a black man. Just about everyone have a cell phone. You you would think that the typewriter, safety glasses, every skyscraper have to have an elevator, the clothes dryer, the air conditioning unit, the almanac, blood plasma bag, lawnmower, lube cup, refrigerator, spark plug, stethoscope, thermostat, electric bulb, and that just just a few. I mean, I could I could list even more and more that you're responsible for doing. But it was just an example because this is a show, it's just an example about what 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 you've done. They never taught you that in um in Mali, the ancient empire of Mali had maybe the richest person to ever live was Manamusa. Massa Musa. Uh, he had all kind of going during that time. Mali encompassed Benin, Benin, Senegal, Mande, Ghana, and all these things like this here. And this was you talking about mid two thousand BC. That was a, a Ghanaian civilization with wall. And very, very well structured. And this is before when people lie and tell you that uh, they lie and say that in Africa around Mali and other places wasn't, uh, wasn't a, 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 what you call a progressive city until the Islamic people came there. This, you'll find out the these cities were born many hundreds and almost thousands of years before it was a civilized country, before the Muslim or Islam even came. They had great culture, they had urban areas, meaning they were they were they they, they were well built for thousands of years before Islam came. And you're talking about over nine hundred years. Now then too in in, in Mali you're looking at Timbuktu. And Timbuktu was named after a female, and it was the center of learning. Now, the library is said Curry, St. Curry, it had more books in there than the books that was in Alexander, Egypt. Now, in, 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 in Mali, too, there are over books, I'm talking about over 700,000 manuscripts. Some of them written in Arabs. Now, uh, if you look at it, 
and look at the books that were there. It was about medicine, a medical different thing, astronomy, history, math, poetry, and just regular letters. And matter of fact, Timbuktu could be found in in Maui, and it was one of the oldest, if not the oldest university. I'm, I'm now listen at what I'm saying. There were not colleges in Europe at this time. They had them in Morocco, and that's Northern Africa, and they had them in, in Mali. And uh, Timbuktu was the center of learning. These things are not taught to white kids. They tell you about the great institutions of learning that's in Europe. And Europe, now let me explain something to you. The Europeans got their education from Rome and Greek. Now, where did Rome and Greek get their education from? They got their education from Egypt. All you have to do is start reading books by astrologers, and Herodias, Stato and Herodias, and you will find out they wrote about getting learning from Egypt because Egypt was a sophisticated civilization. Uh, you going back nine, six, seven thousand years ago when in Europe they were just coming out of the Stone Age. So don't, and then if you go back to the early kings of Egypt, you're talking about Nubians, you're talking about total black people, and they erased them from the history and made them something else. The 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 Kemet, the land of Kim, the land of the blacks. That's what that means. So when when we when we're looking at things, let us look at the truth. We let us think about this. We 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 came from a place of very intelligent people. Only here we have been told and the truth have been distorted, the lies and distortions about African history. But when the truth be told, education and all these things first happened in Africa. Don't, don't you know, as I told you earlier, that they had more books in the library at St. Curry, then had that they had in uh, the library in Alexander, Egypt, who Alexander the Great destroyed the library, and they said they had so much stuff that deal with medicine, surgery, astrology, astronomy, and all these other things, math, sciences, all this stuff was taught in Timbuktu. And they had more manuscripts than anywhere else. And listen at this, the library and the college uh, that they had in Mali had 2,500 students. And they only had about 100,000 uh, people that lived, that, that, that lived uh, in that area at that time. They had a 100,000-man a, a army. The whole the, that's oh I mean that that was in that's around Timbuktu that had had about a uh, uh, hundred thousand people, but the whole uh, Mali had an army of at least a hundred thousand individuals. So when we when we're looking at things, the people are not telling us the truth. We've been lied on on every side. They've made the Bible has been made to be Caucasian and know that there were no Caucasians living in that area 
at that time. Now, listen at me, if you will. We know that out of Africa happened about 70,000 years ago, and that modern humans established themselves in Africa in the smaller population, and they branched out to establish footholds in the West, the East and the West. Asia, they spread it there before they went to the West. And then they went to Europe about 40,000 years ago. And that's when I was telling you about man went through a mutation. And just as we look at COVID, and I always say this, COVID, we started off with COVID-19, and we went from COVID-19 to the Delta variant of COVID. Same thing, just a different, just a mutation or variant. And now do we go from that to Omicron variant? I think it's another strand that's coming out now. But it's important that we, we learn a definition of a word. And, and, you know, it hurts me that sometimes we talk about, uh, we tell our children, and I, I was deeply upset in, in, in church how, and I was telling my congregation about, I, I don't like to hear them calling black kids nerds. I don't like to call them like something is wrong, like you have to use speaking as you are a white person, first of all, what you're a nerd because you study in books and you're trying to get an education. Education came from Africa, not Europe first. But you've been taught that that you wasn't taught that the education came from there and that you are very smart people. Long as a person could keep you thinking that you're dumb, you're gonna be a dummy. So as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. That's why we're so violent against one another. Now, I want you to understand that these these very same people went through a mutation. This is black to Africa, went through mutation and became white. Now, mutation by Webster Dictionary is the change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations, meaning these people change and turn like albinos and hair straightened up and they passed it down the subsequent generation. Now, this is continuing on that definition of a mutation. It says, caused by alteration of a single base unit in DNA, or the deletion, assertion, or rearrangement of a larger section of a genome. In essence, a mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variations enter a species. The only way when there was uh, out of Africa, when the Africans' uh, peoples first originated in Africa, the only th- the thing happened, they say the only way a mutation is the only way in which a new variation enters the species. The only reason the, the human species started listening, looking different, was went through a mutation by way they live, the cold weather and the climate and no sunlight and things, and they became pale. Now, if you also, it's important in, in that we look up the term variant to find out when you're studying genetics or variant. Now, they say a variant is, a, is almost the same form of like a mutation, but they say a variant, a form of version of something that differs in some respect from the other form of the same thing uh, from a standard. From the original standard, whites are, are different. 
I'm going to say this. If you go and you find a white catfish, that catfish is called albino. If you find a white tiger, it's called albino, a white lion albino. You find a, a, a white, white skunk, it's called albino skunk. But when you find a white human being, they don't want to be called up because they know that it's a lower form. Sometimes I laugh at different things. They have this elderly white lady named Jane Elliott. She's an anti-racism activist. And she was on television one time, on a television show, and this is what she said. She once said, we wouldn't have to have Black Lives Matter if we didn't have 300 years of black life didn't matter. Now, Dr. Keith uh, Chang, C-H-E-N-G, explains that white people is a mutation of a black African. Now, it, it, this, these, are not, these are not black, is what I'm trying to tell you. These are not black people, right? And they, they, know they, they know it, but do you know who you are? And that's what's so sad about it is the fact that we really don't know who we are or whose we are. And also uh, about the CRT, the critical race theory, they don't want to teach you that the Olmec people were here in America maybe 1,200 years before Christ during the time they say Moses was in Egypt. They had black people called Omeg people who had colossal heads that were in what they call Mesoamerican. Now, you say that's Mexico, but Mexico owned most of America all during that time. All that was part about the Aztecs and all these other Indians that lived in different other parts, and they also have these totem poles with big old wide noses and stuff, things going on. But all that was part of uh, America. Part of it was sold during that uh, uh, part of the land was given to America, too, uh, by the Louisiana Purchase. But so much Texas and all these other places, all the way up to Canada, was part of Mexico. So when you hear Mesoamerica, they're talking about before uh, Columbus and others came over and chopped it up in the Spanish-American War and and, uh you know, the war of, 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 of the 1700 when America, 1776, when America got the independence from uh, Great Britain. Well, the Olmec Colossal heads uh, were made of what they call basalt or basalt uh, boulders, and they range from 1.7 to 3.4 meters. And some go back 900 years, uh, the Olmec and, and uh, civilization. In the ancient Mesoamerica, some are in Mexico, La Venta, Santa Cruz, Tabasco, Veracruz, and some date back to 1200 BC, the 400 BC before Christ. And there are 17 heads. If you see the these statue heads. They have the big old wide nose and the big lips, and you see some of the very same statues in Africa. They also found some beads and trinkets that you could only, in the material that they're made of, you can only find them in Africa. 
there's so many things that we haven't just touched the the touch. Uh, we just barely scraping um, the uh, land, just just barely scraping the surface. I would like to say we'll scrape the surface of the history of African American because. During that time in Africa, it was passed on. Now, we had writing in Mali, like I said, and Timbuktu and different other places. We had all written things. and uh, The uh, French did a whole lot of damage to the stuff in Mali because during that uh, Berlin Conference, it was given the Berlin Conference. Was, that was 1884 to 1885. Well, France ended up with Mali in uh in Ghana and some other 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 parts of uh, Africa. Matter of fact, France ended up with more parts of uh, when they divided it than any other place that it was divided into. So these these are things that we we need to understand exactly why. And the reason that they're in Africa, and and I want you to pay close attention to this because that's why I ask you to find out the latitude that Europe lies on and you'll find out it's so cold there they can't really grow crops. That's why they were so interested in coming to America and by farming the southern parts of America and they did very little farming up north. Notice they did because the climate is not conducive to growing crops. So that's why the people in and and, and and Europe came and they go around and try to conquer places because they don't have, they're just a thought out icebox. They don't have room to, 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 to grow food, won't go year round and things. They got places, even in America, and, and America is not around that equator. But if you go down in the southern states like Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Florida, Texas, and even parts of California, you could grow crops, Arkansas. In some parts of, of Georgia, but you're getting a little up. You can find you can grow crops year just about year round, and you got a summer and a winter crop that you could grow, and even spring crops. So, it, it, with that being said, that's why things are like they are in uh, Europe, and that's why uh, African Americans are going through so much they're going through. Now, uh, I'm gonna go on and just open up for. Uh, our Q&A now, uh, Pastor Williams, uh, God bless you. You can open the line up now. Amen. God bless you, Pastor, for a powerful show. God bless everybody. Thank you for turning us on tonight. The lines are now open. Uh, if you've got a statement, a comment, or a question, uh, you are now have access to Dr. Kemp. The lines are open. Welcome to the show, History Talk with Dr. Kemp. Mm-hmm. Please, Beijing, Beijing. Mm-hmm. Live on the air with Dr. Kim. Go ahead. Yeah, here's someone. Uh, How y'all doing this afternoon? God bless, brother. How are you this afternoon? God bless y'all. Thank y'all so much for having the program. I love listening to it. I'm trying to figure out a way to uh, get this out to the public to Get more people to tune in, and uh, I guess that hopefully, when the word is out and they start tuning in more, more people will be become involved and start commenting. What my hope is that they'll pass this knowledge on. Uh, 
I was just looking at some stuff, <clears throat> some of these documentaries that they're making, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, it's, it's a situation where they were talking about uh, the state of our communities today <clears throat> and uh, all of the civil rights stuff that went on back in the 60s, this in the 70s, all of this stuff has basically fallen to the wayside in our uh, predominantly black communities. Uh, like Dr. Kemp said, uh, education seems to uh, be something that's not, um, I don't know, advertised, promoted, supported, uh, skills. Uh, it's not promoted and supported uh with, with the they 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 i don't know how they, they broadcast the most negative things at this particular time i even had a short brief comment with uh, one of the local television stations when they were out uh in front of a store in the community and were asking about people to comment on some of the things that were going on and uh, I made the statement to the person that said that, listen, if y'all would stop reporting constantly all of the negative and report a positive thing, report some of these young men and women who are getting uh, academic scholarships, uh, who are contributing uh, uh, to the community for the, for the better, but instead all we ever hear it's all of the negative things. Uh, they seem to shine the light on the negative, but have no light at all that they want to shine on the positive things that's going on with uh, uh, the young uh, kids in the community, especially, uh, and I, I continue to use mm-hmm. and try to uh, promote that word. Like I said, I'm doing some research. Uh, the American slave descendants. Uh, because we are American slave descendants. There ain't nobody else on God's earth like us. Uh, so I'm trying to get that together so that I can give a uh, a real legal definition according to the Constitution. But I was looking at some stuff with uh, a documentary with Dick Gregory on the man. He was <laughs> he, had, he pointed out in, in 13th Amendment, I think it is, of the Constitution about uh, if you become a criminal, you can become a slave. If you have been duly com- convicted by, you know, a legal court of law, but it's like a judge or whatever they it says, I have to look at that closely and try to look at it, discern it. I'm going to try to talk to some guys who are uh, attorneys and stuff to try to, to, try to bring that in. So that was my comment, basically. I wanted to bring that up about the Constitution, about if you become convicted in a criminal, you can become a slave. And that's my comment. The 13th Amendment to the Constitution, it was, it was, it was, it was written, the Constitution was written in... in um, January of 1885, but it was ratified. Alleged ratification were made to it because it freed the slave, but they didn't have a catch-22 to it until they ratified it into December. Almost 12 months later, they ratified it and said that 
if a person was charged with a crime, that person could be back determined servitude. Servitude means slavery. That person could be put back in the servitude. You could look it up. You you don't have to be the lawyer. You could just look up the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, and it would tell you, and and how it was ratified. This put that stipulation didn't come in until the end of that year, after slavery was over. With you know, after everyone knew that they were out of slavery. Well, no, what you call them found out. About a year or two later in Texas, they found out that they were slaves. That's where we get Juneteenth from, was because it was about two years late, knowing that they had been freed. But nevertheless, uh, it was ratified. Now, listen at me closely, what I want you to do, and what I want you to check out. If you are a slave, you have nowhere to live, you have no money. They pass vagrant laws. So if you walk off the plantation, mm-hmm. all the police had to do is pick you up and ask you, boy, where you work at? Eyes don't work nowhere. Boy, where you live? Eyes are looking for a house. You're a vagrant. You go right back to that same plantation. <laughs> then they had the clans and the night riders ride, so you're scared to leave off the plantation. So you stay there with old master. So he can protect you from those things because you don't have weapons to do, do anything. You can't read. You can't write. Mm. So when you're writing the Constitution, it's like mm. they gave you something, but then here it is, and you have to understand too that 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 who there was President Johnson uh, after he he took after Lincoln was killed. President Johnson took over, yeah. and President Johnson was had his back against the wall, and what he was doing was to, to, to accommodate the southern planters and the slave owners. He pulled the Union troops out of the South during the, the, the time of Reformation. They, they pulled them out when they were reforming America from slavery, and, and they, they pulled them out, and they went back to the same thing. Then they went to sharecropping, which was still slavery. Hmm. The only thing you could leave out and move around a little bit, <laughs> but if the, if, if, if the uh, night riders or the players caught you moving around too much, you you would kill. So when you're looking at that, and mm-hmm. as far as the thing that, that we're going through today, it's out of uh, ignorance. We, we've never been taught who we are. It's, it's a fact that you could take any psychiatrist, psychologist, and you find out if you could take a person and strip them of their knowledge of who they are, their custom, their culture, and their language, you could you could train that person to be whatever you want them. You could take a lion cub, and you could take that lion cub, and you could raise that lion cub in your house, and he'll forget he's a lion. <laughs> you could almost make him act like he's human. And that's what they did with us. They took and took all of our culture, our language, everything. And I, I, it's not that we can ever pick it back up from, 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 from T.C. They tell you 1619 the slave came, but they had them here in, in, in uh, 1555. Mm-hmm. And before they had blacks already, they had, had Native Americans who were of African descent before Columbus or anybody came to America, they had tribes here. They had tribes in America, 
And if you look at the Soto and some other one of those that that came and came up the Mississippi and the uh, river and other did tell you they found different native uh from Africa in the Americas. But we don't read and we don't research so we'll never know what's hidden and what's the hidden agenda. And the hidden agenda is to keep us naive or ignorant to who we are and how smart you really are. That's why I bring up the thing about the the uh, DNA sequence and series about the series telling you about your probabilities of being a genius uh, more likely come from uh, Africans are that you have that have, have nine series whites only have six they know it they did the research and found it out that's why they didn't put it in a book but you could get it they had it copyrighted Global patterns of disequilibrium. All the major advances that we had came from people of color, not from Caucasian. And that if you ever heard of a world war, a big time major war that a black country, a Spanish, a Mexico, or anybody started? Nope. Only a savage race of people start wars uh being Caucasian. Mm-hmm. That's all. Hannibal did it when they tried to push off in Africa. He would push him all the way back, but then they tried to make him a light skinned man and he and he was a brother, a daughter, real dark skinned brother. <laughs> so I mean, it it's so much that we need to teach our children. But people uh, want to listen to rap music and hip hop, and uh, they're fooled. They've been fooled. See, if I the way you fool a person is through the media, through the radio, through the television, and through books. We have seen everything. All the movies about Cleopatra and about the Queen Nefertiti's and. About, about about the Hebrews and all that about Jesus, and you name it, all these great discoverers. And everybody's white, and our children have seen that, and we've seen that, and we don't know why we react the way we do. You you have been training you nothing. Do they put in the books about, about GPS and have this black lady face standing there up? About the fiber optic, how we could communicate so quickly and things like that. The fiber optic wiring, and the black lady, you know, the cell phone. <laughs> I mean, elevate. I mean, they, they don't write that stuff in the book. They don't talk about how they cool in the summertime and warm in the winter. <laughs> the toilet that they use came with. And they, they were they were they were they were they were pouring in the woods. They were using the they were using the bathroom in the woods when they had toilets in Egypt and and round round and round Nubia. They had toilets. They had running water. When these people were just coming out of caves, but that's not taught to the children because if it is, the children uh know which way they would have low self esteem. That's why they don't want CRT. Because if the critical race theory should be critical race truth about everything you say is about the truth about it, but they don't want to dig on the field less about themselves. Well, what do you think about 
all the people of color that you've lied to all these years. You don't think you're making them feel less about themselves? Listen at the things that they say. Those who listen to me, listen closely what they say. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense if you're a conqueror. My brothers and sisters, look, we should learn to speak fluent English because you're not going anywhere. You are an American citizen. In America, you speak English. But you don't, shouldn't have to take and act like them and think you're above other people and be a heathen and kill one another like them. Al Capone and the gangsters killed each other back in the 20s and 30s. Now we're doing it. They were doing drive-by shooting in the 20s and 30s. We, 80 years later, we're doing what they did. And, and, and that's why when Moses went in the promised land, God told us, do not take those people away. Our culture, everything that we did that, that's about us is Eurocentric. It's from Europe. It's not Africa. African people don't have a bad problem that we have with homosexuality and all kind of other things, all this old weird stuff that go on. They have problems, but it's not like what we have in America. You know, it's it, it, it's weird. I was speaking Sunday, and I was coming from Romans 12 chapter. It would say, and be not conformed to the things of this world, but be ye transformed. Right. The difference in conforming and transforming. Conforming deals with being able to fit into or uh, to be like uh, people in a different society. And it asks us not to be like those people of that society where as uh, gay gay people could get married and mm-hmm. gay, now they want gays to run track against a boy to run a transgender boy to run track against the girls and know that 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 biologically and genetically that he 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 he's strong and faster mm-hmm. by God's genetics. Uh, there's so many things that that's okay in America that's not okay. They won't pass a law about all these guns and people just come off the subway in New York, New York and, and, and killing and all this mass killings and shooting. But they continue to go into the schoolhouses and people are being shot and their children and going to elementary school and just shoot the school up. All this stuff, but yet they'll take for a dollar for the NRA uh, bribed our politicians who were nothing. They talk about President Biden. He, 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 President Biden is so much better than Donald Trump, mm-hmm. but President Biden is not whistling bitches himself. But he's mm-hmm. much better than what we had. <laughs> Sometimes we we need to we need to really really stop and turn that music off and get into some books and pay close attention to what's saying. And when they say things, be like myself, and I'm not bragging on myself, but I'm a person that I'm inquisitive. I want to know. Inquiring minds, I want to know. And I'm analytical. As I research it, then I have to analyze the information that I would get, and then I could give it out. But then I have to be a person being inquisitive. I have to know the definition of the terms. I see so many people speak out on politics but don't know the ground roots of politics, 
how it operates by the by how 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 you have the House and the Senate. You have your state representative, you have your senator, your congressman, and you in, in mm-hmm. local government you have your mayor and your council people, your county council people, or your city council people that works. And that's how things go. And whoever controls the majority says how the money is spent. And sometimes we beat up on our our our, our elected officials and they don't deserve it because they can stand up, but if you're the minority, you don't get everything you want. But now there are some sellouts that, regardless to the fact, they're just going to go go with the establishment against their own people. And do we have someone else need to ask a question? I hope I was able to ask that. But uh, Brother George uh, yes, and uh, Pastor Williams, uh, we 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 we're gonna have to try to do some things and reach out kids. The, the murder is, is just sad. My brother was telling me he lives in Dallas. Uh, that said when they come on television, he duck his head because they're gonna bring up bad news mm-hmm. about the killing and most of the stuff negative mm-hmm. about about and yeah. it's about murder rates and all kind of things just popping up and it's sad. It is sad. And 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 we 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 go about and we we in the churches today and we preach and we dance and we sing and we tell them we can heal them and we tell them they could get money and we're lying to them. But you're not trying to save that. What Jesus said, we're here to save them. Jesus mm-hmm. was born to save the people from their sin, and he died for the sin. But we got holy moly in the churches, and if you read. Uh, 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 the letters of Paul, they wasn't doing that in no church. What what we do today, all that stuff is is almost like hoodoo dancing and, and jumping up and down. And then they quote the Old Testament, which is not not the church age. Talking about you enter into the temple with praise and thanksgiving, and we never mm-hmm. entered into a temple. You went to the courtyard of the temple. And then they are talking about praise, they say praise and thanksgiving in your heart. Man, you're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be jubilant. They had songs that they were saying where God had brought them from and where God had delivered the children of Israel from their song. Today, you can't tell a gospel song is crossover. You could put it, they were playing some song in the ballroom, and you could play it, play it, play it in church. So it's one of those things. It's something that we have to learn to focus on and bring our children to church. Uh, Brother George, you made a statement. During the time yeah. of 40, 50, 60, the church is where you went to, and they were the one that was standing up for the African-American community. Today, the pastors don't want to do nothing but collect a check. Leave there and drive off in their big car mm-hmm. and forget about the people. They take the little poor people money from them. Don't give anything. And the communities are going to hell in a handbasket mm-hmm. because they don't have that love of God in the hearts of those who they have for leaders. Amen. Do we have anyone else would like to ask anything or, or someone want to share something else? Uh, and if you want to share something with us, um, Reverend William, you more than because you're a person of a lot of knowledge yourself. Amen. You, you, you know, uh, Dr. Kemp, I was I was just listening to what you just said. Um, it's something because when when that discussion is brought up, though, you know, uh, 
the scripture lets us know that you know the day will come when 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 good will be looked at as bad and bad will be looked at as good. And and, right. and, and we're in that time right now because as we sit mm-hmm. here and we, we have this discussion, people ignore the topics because they're not interested in it because we're not talking about anything that that's harmful or envious or jealous or uh, uh, trying to get over or making money. So so it's not it's not interesting to a lot of people, you know. So mm. so the problem with that is is that you know. I don't I don't ever want to stop doing what God has told me to do. So we're going to keep breaking chains on this. You know, but but I, I have a question um when it comes to that. You know, you you, you talk about uh the, the the pastors, a lot of the uh and and I'm not I'm I'm going I'm going to just say uh those false prophets because I'm I'm going to say the leadership of the Church of Jesus Christ it's true. They, they don't have they don't have that uh uh that 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 price list you know what I'm saying? They don't have a price list attached to them. Right. You, you know, uh, and, 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 and they haven't built their businesses uh, based on God's word and what they do in the pulpit. You, you understand? You know, you, 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 you go along with the separation of church and state, but you don't go along with the separation of your personal business with God's business. So you put them all together. So, so yeah, that's right, a problem. Amen. So, Amen. So, 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 you know, you built your personal business off of what you do for what you say you doing for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I beg the difference. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's why we don't get the listeners because we bring the truth. A lot of people can't handle this. What, what they say? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You a lie. Mm. You, you can't say the truth. Mm. So, 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 mm. so, Pastor Jim, um, here, here, here's my question. I feel that enough of the teaching that was put out there that was misdirected, you know, and, and I'm going to say a lot of people have been misdirected, but my question mm-hmm. is, why are so many people, and even from the pulpit, telling so many people that we have a generational curse upon us, which also is a lie? <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's true. God didn't yes, put well, a well, 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 Pastor, when you talk about that generational curse and you say it's a lie, it is a lie. Uh, they don't read the Bible. All you have to do is read the Bible. They said that vividly they said that the generational curse was given the third and fourth generation. Listen to what they say. Visiting the the generational curse is given the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. That your mm-hmm. love and compassion for those who follow me. So if you love God, there's no such thing as a generational curse. Amen. I don't care what my grandpa, my daddy did. If I love God, he could have been a mass murderer. That don't mean I'm a, I'm gonna be one if I love God. That's what that. That's all you have to do is read your Ten Commandments. It's right there. But they're listening at what someone else tell them that's and right. tell them they're gonna break the curse. I heard Bishop Jakes tell people he could break the generational curse off them. And I'm going like, oh, oh yeah, you didn't preach the word to them. I did accept Christ. It's not on them. And anybody that loves God, they already tell you, if you love God, there's no such thing as a generational curse. It's right there, it's right there in nature. That's, I think 2021, where, where, they, where, where they talks about the Ten Commandments. But they, they don't read things for themselves, and that's how they get pimped. 
And I'm, I'm and I like what you say, the false teacher. You you like you preach truth to power. You just say it. Just come out and just like you say, uh, Pastor William. You preach truth to power. They, they're false prophets. <laughs> but uh, every now, what they play on is this. What, what's being played on the people is everybody want to be rich. So they, they got a prosperity gospel, which there's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. I, you, you can't show me a person that don't want more money. Hmm. So they play with that, like you say, they say what you want to hear. But they but you're not telling them, see, you straight up, you straight up Bible, so you don't tell them what they want to say. Didn't the Bible <laughs> say his word cut like a two-edged sword? Cut me into the marrow, and then the marrow mean they go all the way into the bone. Where you live, that that, that, that means they cut you. Mean you ain't gonna like what happens. It's not going to be sweet to your ears. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Then, then, then nobody want to be sick, so they preach health and wealth. Meaning, man, they already they gonna hear you, but they don't tell you that man is mortal. God made us with model that we're going to get sick. We're going to age. There's no thing as, thing as a curse because you're sick. There's no such thing. Okay? Amen. People put all that mumbo jumbo in people's head and people <laughs> go for that. We have a model body that's going to get old. It's going to get sick. I look different from the way I looked there when I was 19, 20 years old. That's right. Hmm. Me too. Now, I've had the nickname Slim for for about fifty years. I had the nickname Slim because I was Slim. I had black surgery and I blew up. Hmm. But right. I mean that. Well, what I'm trying to tell you, I, I'm going through what they call mortality, and that mortality gonna send me to a grave. But then it's how hmm. I live my life on this side. And believe mm-hmm. in God, I'm not going to lie to people and tell them I can heal them. I tell that I pray that God will heal them. I don't tell them about I could make them rich by giving me their money because I'm just going to end up with more money if you give me your money. But I believe in tithes and offerings. God wants <laughs> you for to make sure his word is going out. He wants you to reach out to his people. He wants you to help the sick, the shed <laughs> the widows, the orphans. He want us to do that, and he want us, he say, fail not to seek the assembling of the saints. So all this other stuff, hocus-pocus stuff that they got going on, and then they, they say that everybody could heal now, and then the people that were doing the heal, healing during the biblical time were the apostles. Look it up. Mm. It wasn't mm. everybody in the church. It was the apostles going Man. around doing it. Mm. I am apostle. Mm. I'm not 2,000 years old. <laughs> so I, I I just I think that um, poor 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 training and teaching is not reaching the people to uh, pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Doctor Williams and uh, Doctor Kemp, don't the word the written word in the Bible says that the truth will be what doc what will the truth do? It'll make you, it, make you free. It will make it'll free. make you free. It'll Amen. make you free. And let me make this statement because I had the opportunity to speak to some people the other day, and I told them, <clears throat> you know, we've lost our love for God. We, we, amen, amen. American slave descendants have lost our love for God. Clearly, we, hmm. Dr. Kip made that statement. That Dr. Williams, you made the statement when 
God's chosen people were brought out of bondage. They were clearly instructed, do not take the ways of the people that mm. you come in contact with. He told them, if you are going mm-hmm. to be a God-loving people, if you are to succeed and in, 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 in multiply and strengthen yourselves, I'm going to give you these ten rules for freedom. I'm going to give you these ten rules. And if you follow these ten rules, you're going to be all right. But guess what? We have lost our love for God. We do everything but that. And then we get upset and holler about, oh, you know, ain't no God, God, why God let the thing go on? Because you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to follow the ten rules because those are the rules for freedom. Thou shalt not cover. All right, thy now. Amen. Thou shalt not steal. It's real simple. If I can stay at my house, why are you mad because I have a house? What is going on with you? Well, you know, everybody mm-hmm. might not want no house. Well, excuse me? What, well, you going to live out in the street under the tree? <laughs> I mean, come on. What? Amen. That just the simplest of common sense, the Bible clearly states, he says that I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Man, I don't believe in all that. Uh, if you like it, do it. When you don't like it no more, don't do it no more. Well, really? So you get up in the morning believing that you can go to someone's home, their establishment of business, their doggone place of worship, and do what you want to do because that's what you like. And then when you don't like it no more, don't do it no more. Come on, man. What is going on <laughs> in the community with us now? I mean, that is the most ignorant mindset that I had. I couldn't believe the brother was saying it. But mm. it's a lot of them like that. It's a lot of us walking around with that mindset. Well, everybody don't want no house. I, where you stay? <laughs> I mean, how is it? A grown, any even the children want to come in out the weather. What is? I mean, it, it, it's some wild stuff going on here, brother. They we done lost our love for God because clearly, I know when I was being raised, those ladies made sure that some guy in the family came and showed or the neighbors. You had to learn how mm-hmm. to do something. As a little boy, I had to learn how to cut the grass. When I started vexing my mom with money, she got us a lawnmower. <laughs> Go to work. Go to work. But I don't understand it now. I mean, no, like the Rev say, everybody wants to be a millionaire. They want to get rich quick. And I was uh, talking to uh, my nephew and those. I said, you see what the boy told you on the on, on that rap record? Say, the, money, the more money we come across, the more problems we see. <laughs> it, and it's just. When you're in the wrong lane, no love for God, it's going to happen to you. I don't care who you think you is. And the other ones say they're going to uh, get rich or die trying. Well, right now, I just believe that they we got too many of them dying. And the show ain't nobody around here that rich. <laughs> they don't let them hang around us, around the regular black folks. When they get rich, they got a place for them to go. They don't want them around uh, mm-hmm. the normal average uh, black person. We, we, we can't have them uh, around us. I don't know what that is, but it's just the way it is. 
But I, I just wanted to say that, brother. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> you know, um, Pastor Kemp, if I can uh, say something, we got about um, about twelve more minutes here. Listen, it was it was something last night on the air. Um, God put um, Philippians chapter two in my spirit, and it was something because it starts off saying that. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, so and and I asked the question last night, if 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 we have encouragement in Christ and we say that we follow Him, He's our Savior, and He's the way, the truth, and the life. If 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 all of that is is, is what we say, why aren't we showing that? And it, it, listen, listen. And, and if we are showing that, if and, and if it's if it's the truth, why is so much drama and death and hell in the street? I, I know what our words say is going to happen, but why are we rushing things to happen? Why 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 are we doing? God said if we're going to be obedient, he'll bless us coming in and going out. If we're going to be disobedient, we're going to, we, we, we're going to be cursed going in and out. Listen, listen that, that's way back there in Deuteronomy. But, but we don't teach that because we say, what, it's the Old Testament? Let's talk about history. Humility took place in something you are getting ready to celebrate this weekend. You're getting your Easter baskets. You're getting your new suit, your dress, your perm done, your wig, your nails, your toes. Every, you 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 getting dooted up because it's Easter. It's Easter, but you don't even know the truth of what you're celebrating. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? You, he, 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 right. listen, listen, listen. God used use some of the lowest in the Bible to do some of His greatest works on the earth. But but listen, listen. God used the greatest of all to come to save the lowest of the world. Us, mm. us. Right? All right. Humbled himself, mm-hmm. and you still mm-hmm. haven't accepted and received it and understand it yet. And you say you love him, and here I am sitting here. I'm gonna use myself because I can't talk about nobody else. Here I am sitting right here next to you, and you won't even say good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you doing, brother? And you say you love God. You ain't never seen me. You ain't mm-hmm. never seen me, but you say you love me. You see your brother every day, and you don't even love him. So once again, mm. I say to you. And I'm going to shut my mouth. You are a liar. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's, it's a sad Amen. statement. Amen. American slave descendants, we, 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 we've got to step up. We've got to step up and uh, find our uh, way back to, to have the, our love for God again because we, we just, oh, Lord, we, we're, suffering. we're suffering at the hands of the, uh, but uh, of those who really don't have love for us, and we're imitating them, we have to learn first of all to love the Lord. He will teach us how to love ourselves, and it's a sad situation, but it is winnable because God's mm-hmm. word says, "If my people <laughs> who are called, all right, my amen, <laughs> it's winnable." It's winnable. The word tell you that it's winnable. All right, man. <laughs> we have to humble ourselves and turn from our wicked ways. And amen, you know, amen. It's hard to get them to, to stop booking on down and kneel down. <laughs> amen. All right, now. All right, now. <laughs> they don't want to stop booging. You know, they, they want to book it down, but they don't want to get down on their knees and pray. Husbands don't pray with wives. Boyfriends don't pray, 
pray with girlfriends. Fathers don't pray with their children. Mothers don't pray with that. <laughs> They don't. I mean, if you mm-hmm. ask them on average to lead a prayer, if they, you ask them to say the Lord's Prayer, I'm telling you, they're grown folks walking in our face every day who don't know the Lord's Prayer. Can't say it off the top of their head. We've lost all the love for God. And just like that, Dr. Williams said, and we're going through that curse. We, we're suffering. Folks is looking for something like uh, the, the, the movies. They're waiting for this big old storm to come through and, you know, wipe everything out and the big fire to pass and wipe everything out. But they look at the news and they see it happening. But because it's not happening to them, to us directly right then, we don't believe the words. But they're showing it to you on the TV every day, on the news. They shoot people just, that would be, uh, uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Kemp, was it the gashing of teeth and the tearing of flesh, tearing flesh, all kind of ways, and they grunting their teeth running, screaming, because they shooting each other down with guns like, like they ain't even, I don't know, they must be like they roaches or something. I don't, you know, it, it, it's, it's mad right now. It's just a thin, sick world. We need to find good laws. Definitely in our communities for sure. America needs God. I just wanted to say that because it was The victory is already ours. Amen. Thank huh? you. Thank, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Brother God. Amen. For uh, for sharing and uh it's about time for us to go and but it's been very, very powerful show. I think uh, Pastor mm-hmm. William, because he's very knowledgeable, he's one of the ones who facilitate this program and who really believe that there's a need for us to learn where we come from, who we are, and where we come from. These things he and I discussed, and he said we need to know. And uh, uh, this is why we do it. Now we have a. Uh, Brother Judge, we notice you be with us a lot, and you always have something that you'd like to share. And we thank God for you, and God bless you and your family, and that you continue to look up different things that you could share with the public and the build up the community. It's not that I hate any race of people, because you have good and bad in every race. You know, you have... You know, you have good good white people and you have bad. You have good black people, but you have bad. You don't want to live no way around certain African Americans. And, 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 you know, so, I mean, I, and when I leave my house, uh, who I think of breaking it to the one African American who arrived me, same thing, who killing it. I, I know that you have good and bad and everything, but <clears throat> that's systemic racism that's going on, and there's so much that's going on in this in the fabric of America, it's innate in a lot of people. It's innate. It's born within them. It's in the fabric would make America, America. And we have to uh, try to uh, get our people to understand this and that we can overcome any time you had a black Wall Street in Tulsa, <clears throat> how they build this city, what we could build together. And this time we're not going to get bombed out and people won't run you out of the city. 
because people today are not going to go for what happened in 1921. That's when Tulsa happened. And blacks are not mm-hmm. going to stand for that. Blacks all mm-hmm. over America would would just go crazy or something like that was to happen today. And so, again, I want to thank both of you guys for all this powerful sharing that you helped me to do. And, uh, you know, it's a team. It's, it's a team effort. I've always been talking about a real good friend of mine, Coach Dale Brown, you know, who's Caucasian. And there's no I in the word team. It's T-E-A-M, not I. And there's no personal program, personal pro- pronouns in team. It's about I, me, and mine. One man can't win a basketball uh, game if he only shoots the ball. Now, one person could be a win a football game and be the quarterback because he don't have a line of block for him. Same thing about baseball. You can't just have the pitcher on the field and win the game because when they hit, you have no one to catch. So there's no such thing as an I in team. We, we, God put us here as stewards for us to work together to keep up with the world that he created. And so let us work as a team. Let us work at the church. You know, the the church is is called, called uh, is the body. As I said, it's a body of set-aside believers who believe in Jesus Christ. You know, we are uh, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Have we all been baptized into this one body? The church is a living organism because it's you. You are the church, and it's incumbent upon us to share with one another and to try to uplift one another. And when one is wrong, the Bible declared that he who's spiritual restore that person in the spirit of meekness. So it's in with all meekness, but I'm, I will tell the truth about uh, all lies and the mistreatment with mm-hmm. whites have done with all meekness and truth. But like I said, I have friends that are Caucasian and, and, and treat me better than a lot of blacks. But but I would when 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 it comes to telling you about what 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 white uh, Europeans have done to this world and to blacks and 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 specifically uh, in America, I will speak out and say it in the front of the world. But I want to let you know that where we come from and that everybody come from us, but they won't teach it to you in school because they know they lie to their children. And their children would think less of themselves if they know that you are who who you are the original man and they came from you. So I I, I want to thank each and every one for tuning in. Those who shared, those who didn't share, because uh, sometimes I have students from the school that tune in, and sometimes they won't share. But uh, I've always told you guys, even in class. Uh, the only dumb question is one not asked, and I would uh, ask that you read that. If you studied that, if you have something you would like to share about the African culture, about where we came from, uh, the historicity of of, uh, of slavery, the historicity dealing with the continent of Africa, about uh, the great schools and things, where education was started from, and uh, share with us. You know, uh, iron sharpened iron. If you want to tell me something, tell me, because I can learn more and more from you. You can teach me, and I can teach you. 
I will never, ever have an unteachable spirit because I will cease to exist in this world without a teachable spirit. Thank you, and God bless you. Love, mm. Pastor, do you have any announcements before I pray? Before we pray our way out? No, sir. Uh, God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Okay. Merciful Father, we come in the mighty name of Jesus. We come, Lord, thanking you, Lord. We thank you for things that were said and done in this program, History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp. We thank you for Pastor, uh, Brother George and for Pastor William for the most things that they shared with us. We ask that you bless them. And, Lord, we ask that you will bless all of our homes and all the listeners. I will bless our home, make our homes homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Now, Heavenly Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you will build us over where we are torn down. Strengthen us, Lord, where we will lead and guide us, Lord, in the way you would have us to go. And most of all, Lord, make us more like Jesus. Oh, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. And, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you are blessing upon the people in Ukraine and mm-hmm. that you will stop the war over there because mm-hmm. it's a senseless war. Children are being hurt and maimed. And, Lord, wake up our country and every country and let them know how can we say we love we, 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 we love God who we never seen, but yet we hate black people or we hate white people. We hate Ukrainians. We hate different people. And we can see them, but we've never seen you, Lord. Let us get past those ignorance. Lord, make us more like you, more like the Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor, and there's never nothing you could do about it. Much love. Peace. We thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio, where we are breaking chains. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God bless and good night. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.